0: Hey everybody. Bonjour à toutes. Dag allemaal. Welcome to the third episode of Bad Radio. I am Mia Melva, she, her. I'm Jessica Giselle, she, her. And I'm Mara Etel, she, her. And this is episode uh, three, which is called A Space for Future Hope.
1: Again, We are recording from Brussels at BNA-BBJT, Bruxelles-Nous-Appartient, behoort ons And today we will discuss spaces for future hope together with our invited guests. And uh, we'll also listen to a selection of different audio fragments from our archive, our usual setup actually.
2: And if you are listening to the live stream right now, then an extra warm welcome to you. If you have any questions to our guests, you can email them to us at hello at bad.brussels or send us a message on Instagram and we will pick it up at the end of the episode.
0: So before introducing our guests to you, we'd like to give some context onto what BAD is and this quote-unquote radio. Uh, So BAD stands for Brussels Almanac Dykes. It's an online map that attempts to gather as many as possible Brussels-based queer and feminist spaces. Uh, They're from past and present uh, and both on and offline. It's a self-nominated map, meaning that people are welcome to suggest places that they think belong there. If you have checked our map and noticed that a feminist place, collective, bar, cafe, party or other is not represented on the map, we'd be so happy and thankful if you would send us a message about that. Uh, So this project, uh, it's a way to show the sheer mass of spaces and materials from the queer and lesbian scenes in Brussels, and especially how these spaces ties the past into the present and the future. Uh, For the past years, we've also gathered a lot of materials from alternative archives, which includes some sound fragments that we wanted to share with you today.
2: And with this podcast, we wanted to come up with a way to highlight behind the people that are behind the different often community-driven spaces, the people who are holding up, safeguarding or caring for these rooms um, that are so important and um, such an historic part of Brussels. And we hope to bring some of the voices of these places a little bit closer to you. So here we
1: are, and uh, for today we have two guests. Welcome to Jasmine and uh, Joelle Sambi. And voila, uh, please introduce yourself. Say something about yourself.
3: Hey, hello. Um, my name is Yasmin. Uh, she, her. I'm the co-founder of Nature Techno. Um, so I'm really happy to join you today, guys. Um, yes, I am basically based in Ghent, but I've, I've been having this uh, lovely connection with the Brussels for almost 10 years. So uh, yes, this is me, Yasmin. Hello, everyone. My name is Joëlle Sambi, she, her. Um,
4: I'm a writer, a poet, and I live uh, and work mainly in Brussels. Um, and I'm happy to be here talking about spaces, our spaces, dike spaces. And uh, yeah.
1: Bon, I think we should begin. Eh? So, uh, well, we already said it before. We listened to some sound fragments and... Uh, sorry, all these sound capsules have some kind of relation with the past, present, uh, hopefully future of uh, the Brussels queer queer scene. And, um, yeah, and I think it's good to know that these fragments are spanning different generations. So we're also going back and forth in time talking about futures, right?
2: And, uh, yeah, it's a bit of an association game, so, like, not a straight-up interview, So we play the fragments and then you can feel free to interpret them however you want to and reply in a way that um, comes to what comes to your mind in in association to this. These fragments are more meant as a place to start a conversation. And also throughout the episode, you can still go back to a previous one if you um, remember an important thought that you want to share.
0: So let's go to our first fragment. Um, so this is a recording done by Severin Janssen. It's from uh, 2018 with a person called o o o o o sitting in Mothers and Daughters, reflecting on lesbian bars. Uh, it's in French, and I'll do a small summary in English after.
4: Peut-être que c'est un bar, mais il y a une dynamique. Hein, et dès que tu entres ici, c'est comme que tu es dans un vortex, c'est, c'est, ça fait centrifuge. Allez, on a vraiment euh, dépensé des, des heures ici. Hein, tu penses, ah, tu passes et tu restes, parce que il y a quelque chose qui t'amène euh, y yeah, a dans, 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 dans le, dans dans le vortex, vortex.
5: Et après, parfois, c'est très difficile aussi de te retirer de dire, oh no, maintenant, je, je m'en vais vraiment comme quelque chose qui te... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, to summarise a little bit English, uh, this is uh, oh, oh, oh talking about the lesbian bar uh, vortex or a sort of centrifuge that sucks you in and uh, makes it hard to leave. And uh, maybe the question of uh, we wanted to ask with this is... Um, uh, do you have examples of how you've gotten sucked into similar vortexes in the past or what would be something that you would totally be drawn into if it was to happen in the future? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or you can describe it with sound as well. Yeah, something like... You know?
4: And yeah, but um, it's funny because I recognise the voice and... Um, also, it brings a lot of memories for me, like this—the uh, excitement of uh, the opening of the first uh, mothers and daughters bar, and uh, yeah, the madness. Also, I remember talking with you, Jessica, after the the, the bar, like the first edition. Uh, I was saying, oh, I had a dream, like uh, one day I will like open a, a lesbian bar and something like run a place like that. But then after the first edition, I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, I cannot do that because it was, but it was fun. But it's like, yeah, really, you cannot, uh, I mean, you cannot plan anything else. If you go to the mothers and daughters, you cannot say, oh, I just bump in for an hour or two and then I leave. It never happened.
3: Yes. I perfectly agree on that. It was like the... Most um, incredible vortex that I got in uh, <laughs> no, not your technology, just like a baby project. If you just compare it to um, mothers and daughters, or like yes,
0: I do think it has some of the same centrifugal effect. Though it's uh, I like I don't I I do like this um, thinking about queer spaces or or certain spaces where you rethink a bit the um, um, perhaps the the code of conduct in a way, and how it's magne- magnetic, how it draws you in. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like you say, it's hard to uh, recreate, but but you do feel it when it happens. Like
3: uh... yes, it, it is. Just, yeah, it is quite magical. I cannot just explain it. You can just have this feeling of being like surrounded by yeah your own family somehow. So it's just like yeah, it was. I was there with with Sarah with Sarah Zee, my the co- the founder or co-founder of Not Your Techno. We we're like, yes, this is like how it should be, and this s- space is like rec- magical. So
1: yeah. Do you think it has to do with the ingredients to stay in the <laughs> in the, the, the metaphor
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, maybe.
1: Because I, yeah, I, I think it has to do a lot with with um, focus to certain details or elements. So I also wonder if if that's something like with Not Your Techno that you maybe also. Pull from or, or usual in your other projects? I mean.
4: Yeah, I think uh, it has to do with ingredient, as you you said. <laughs> but uh, um, also, you know, when we talk about the vortex, um, maybe um, the the first um, Im- image that comes in your mind is like the the fun and you know the uh, yeah the parties in that uh, specific space. But also, it's um, all the um, the lesson that we 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 made like during that moment. Like we build a space, uh, with the essay, error, uh, you know, by making mistakes and then learning from trial them and error. tryouts and, you know, like and and that's also part of the vortex. Although when they happen, you don't really think, oh, that's fun. But that looking backward, you're like, oh, I learned quite a lot on how to create such a space.
1: But I think, yeah, but that's, a, that's a super nice idea, the trial and error, because I think it's something which is very common in queer practices that you allow, in a way, also for failure, and and you have like a different goal than just going for yeah, whatever it would be, profit or, or yeah. I think
0: celebrating fa- uh, failure, even like celebrating the the trial. Um, I also wonder if it's something about that uh, these spaces are often made by people that put so much of themselves into it and. Maybe part of that is what becomes contagious and creates the vortex feeling. <laughs> like uh, if someone else is kind of giving, you know, like uh, talking about um, doing certain details or like giving everything of yourself, and then you come in from the outside and and you do somehow feel that, and you you you're almost willing to commit yourself as well. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Yes. Um, can I just say something about the details? Um, Yes, I think, um, like I said, mothers and daughters, those ingredients, those lovely people. Also this kind of activism and their way of uh, reaching people and uh, trying to just, um, uh, yeah, reach people in a certain way. Uh, We've been like learning that also from those kind of places, uh, especially for Nature Techno, trying to just um, promote diversity on a bigger scale. But also uh, not only um, doing parties, throwing parties, but also doing talks, trying to reach people, trying to be that, yes, um, activist somehow uh, to reach a lot of um, yes, BOC person, queer uh, minorities, etc. So um, yes, it's ingredients on how to see things. uh, The best ingredients is like to um, yes, um, try to collaborate with the the people, right, people that can give you a lot of inspiration but also try to recruit in your team the, the, the people that it can just put the, this, um, yeah, the level of uh, collaboration, like, higher, uh, trying to reach more diversity, more, uh, I think, it could, like, more intersection way of working. Um, and it was, like, quite obvious that No Others and Daughters was, like, having all of those incredible, um, yeah, mm-hmm. items.
0: Well, yeah, with the, with the emphasis on trial and error, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I think but I think what you say, uh, Yasmin,
1: is very relevant That it's also the structure itself of the organization. Like, I think it's, it's crucial if you want to have a specific vibe or, or atmosphere and, and I think probably in a lot of other, yeah, well, I don't know, I, I don't want to generalize, but I think really when you want to change something, it starts
2: really also with the structure and the, mm-hmm. and the organization. So, uh, I feel like the next fragment kind of fits into what we're talking about right now, which is a bit like the um, finding places and uh, what these places are and how they look like. Or um, It is a fragment where we hear uh, Robin Bretin, um and their experiences of looking for and being in queer spaces
5: always when I was studying with my friends who were always dreaming about just knowing there's this bar and if we go there, there will be lesbians or queer women or whatever. And we, we looked for these places in other countries. Like, oh, if, if you go for a city trip somewhere, I was always mm-hmm. looking, are there lesbian bars? Because even in these mixed parties that exist, I also don't know how, how come that often, or at least that was when I was studying, that it was always, yeah, maybe 20, 30% of the people were women and all the rest were men. I also don't know mm. how it's possible that these guys, they have their bars, they have their own parties, and then there's a mixing, thing and still they're the majority.
2: Yeah, so um, for this fragment, we were wondering a bit, like, what role does it play f- for you? Who surrounds you, like the crowd in the space? What does is, what is your dr- dream crowd look like? Or um, what does it make you feel comfortable to be surrounded um, with?
3: yes it's um, a good question though <laughs> um a dream audience uh, this is like um i have to be really um yes um yeah for for us it's like like i said um a diverse audience um uh, but with a big 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 uh emphasizing or on female and female identifying persons and trans persons and poc persons so like yes but we we try to reach that audience but it's you don't have that kind of yes a uh, recipe to do it you know you can just try to do it by especially um yeah if you're like throwing a party and if you're going to make the lineup we're going to just try to reach uh upcoming artists from like um yeah a queer uh, community or like and they're going to just attract uh, that type of audience or like your um Uh, If you're having this POC person on your lineup, you're going to attract also uh, this POC audience. You're going to have this match or the diverse people together. So, yes, I don't
4: know. Yeah, I think I agree with what you you just said. Um, But also, you know, you can, like, let's take the same example of the lineup and then you have a lineup very diverse and that reflects sort of the Kind of audience that you would like, I still also uh, think that um beside that you um you need to take into account um certain um elements such as um economical elements and that's something important for instance uh, can people pay for the drink uh, is things are too expensive or um how are they welcome at the at the door and you know all that because you can we can have um a desire, profound uh, desire to of a, a crowd, ideal crowd. But then there's so many other elements that still doesn't, that we don't take them into account. And then they there are elements that refrain people from coming to your space, something like that. I that's don't know right. if I...
1: But that's a very important topic, the economics behind it. It's something that we didn't really, I mean, it's not like ex- explicitly stated for, for this episode, but I think... Yeah, it's definitely interesting to, yes, uh, to explore more. Yeah, Just and also can, who
0: is at the door. I mean, these things are also things that we find very interesting. Like from the moment you enter, uh, who are you met with? Who is? Uh, can I ask a side question to this? Uh, if you were to think about yourself in one of these crowded spaces, what's your what's your favorite place in a crowded queer space? Like, are you... Behind the DJ deck, or are you in the middle of the dance floor, or are you um, nonchalantly in the hiding bar, in, <laughs> hiding in the making out in the bathroom?
4: <laughs> exactly. Can we pick all the places? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Of course, of course. Yes, to all the above. Yeah. Okay.
3: I'm especially excited here. I think I saw Jessica like few years ago in the Cat Club, like long time ago. She so was also uh, with Katya, like on the side. Uh, like t- taking a look to the to the crowd and staying like <laughs> <laughs> I love
5: over- <laughs> 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 the overview. The <laughs> overview.
3: <laughs> First, so I'm a, a bit like Jessica, I think. we're more, more analyzing on the side scene. <laughs> nice.
1: Which is also annoying sometimes it's holds you a yes. bit from diving headfirst into the audience, I guess. Yes. Yeah, when you organize, sometimes it's hard to. Uh, yes, to be also th- part of the of the fun. Yeah, I mean honestly, in mothers and daughters, sometimes I wish I was there also. Like
3: yes, you cannot take this yes. break and think like I'm gonna just yeah go party because you're working at that time. know? and keeping keeping eye on the safe space and and uh, yes the security of people and 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 all those things. You know, so yeah. It's, uh,
4: and even though when we were not working, you know, like, uh, oh, I'm not working today, I just come to party. And then somehow, no, yes. because you feel responsible. I totally so, agree, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: the labor the labor that goes into creating these yeah. spaces is really so right. underestimated and undervalued and maybe not even seen, you know, I think. Mm. It's really important to, to yes. stress that, I think.
3: And you don't know how to begin, at, uh, you don't have this... Um, yeah, recipe, you know, or this, uh, yeah, you can do it like, yeah, Quentin you know. Uh, yeah, you can do it like this and you're going to reach the safe space or you're going to reach a be- the best audience or the best body. You have to just try error. You have to keep an eye on the crowd. You have to be just self-reflective. Um, yeah. Because we deal with
4: people. So it's yes. like so many yeah. different behavior and.
1: Yeah. Okay. Shall we move? So the next fragment it's in uh, it's in French <clears throat> and it's uh, also recorded by uh, Bianabi Biot a few years ago and it's the voice of Séverine Dussolier and she's uh, I think she's a professor actually um, that a lot professor that has like a, a long life in the Brussels uh, queer scene and in the nineties she was part of a collective uh, publishing a magazine called Scum Girls the Scum Girls and uh, voila.
5: À l'époque, donc c'était les années 90, euh, avec à l'époque quelques lieux qui subsistaient, euh, qui me paraissaient très, très euh, datés, qui me paraissaient vraiment regrouper euh, des femmes plus âgées. Euh, qui me correspondait pas du tout, très euh, très stéréotypé, euh, un petit peu violent parfois et, et donc c'était enfin, moi j'ai l'impression que dans les années 90 on cherchait les lieux, on essayait de trouver des lieux qui nous correspondaient plus au-delà des stéréotypes où on pouvait écouter de la bonne musique. Parce qu'à l'époque, les lieux lesbiens, c'était terrible au niveau de la musique. C'était vraiment très mauvais comme musique. Euh, et donc, à la fois, dans les années 90, il y, avait une, il y avait une volonté de faire, de rendre visible les lesbiennes, mais les lesbiennes qui nous correspondaient, quoi, notre génération les plus jeunes. Et, euh, et, et ça, ça existait pas tellement. Et puis, des lieux se sont développés, mais qui étaient plus des lieux... Euh, Euh, gay et lesbienne, queer autour du, du festival Pink Screen, euh, euh, soirée comme la Next, etc. Et qui étaient plus justement des lieux où on se sentait moins lesbienne en fait, j'ai l'impression. On se sentait peut-être plus avec des mais avec des garçons mais avec des garçons qui étaient aussi pas trop gays quoi qui étaient plus dans un ouais c'était le début du mouvement cuir je crois on le disait pas encore trop comme ça mais c'était c'était très mélangé mais à ce moment je trouvais que dans le... en même temps on avait perdu un peu le côté lesbien alors en même temps on a continué nous à fréquenter des pas forcément des cafés et tout ça mais plus des lieux associatifs féministes
1: super <rire> But I think very short, she's uh, talking about uh, visiting, visiting lesbian bars in the 90s and being uh, disappointed with the music and looking for different spaces that were maybe more in the milieu associative, so like more like activist, political uh, oriented, and being part of the emerging queer scene in Brussels. And she referred to pink screens and next, the next parties. I remember them. Um,
4: I lived in Amsterdam at the time. I would come back to Brussels
1: to visit
4: them, so whatever. Yeah, I, like, there's a lot of things, <clears throat> sorry, that she says that, um, yeah, resonates because, um, first, um, the music, I mean, you know, I, I, I arrived in, in, Brussels in 2001 and, uh, yeah, every time I would go to, like, a bar, like, gay or, quote lesbian bar uh yeah and sometimes it's party also like lesbian party there will be uh, but the music so horrible and that will make me very 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 upset and i, I think the the, on, the one only party like lesbian tag party was the, um a little jane um cat the cat club and there there was like a, the beginning of something like more, more electro, also more diverse, because there's some performer will come and play some DJ from abroad, and uh, yeah. So, and I don't know. I I I was often with my friends telling them, you know what? I mean, you need to make a law against bad music. It's not because we're lesbian that we yeah, we can go just for bad music, you know, and agree with that. I mean, it's a bit radical, but that was what I was thinking back then. <laughs> and then um, also I remember the scum uh, girls that's um, yeah I I think I have all the all of them at home it's very precious (laughs) and also because there was mm, not such a thing at at least for me uh, arriving also in French uh, talking about lesbian and feminism and all that and uh, yeah I really uh, really liked the magazine I was very sad when it stopped Mm -hmm. same problem with I think time, labor, yeah, energy, yeah. money.
3: I'm really curious about this uh, music taste of lesbians in the 90s now. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> yes, I've been um, discovering the... Uh, the el- Electronic music before that, but I've been appreciating electronic music through the catch club uh, parties. Um, I'm not going to compare to the Flemish bars <laughs> when the music sucks uh, till now. <laughs> From time to time, you don't find that, yeah, the really good uh, musical taste, um, especially when you're like searching for like this, um, yeah, experimental electronic music and stuff. So um, yes, um can I interfere? Two seconds
1: readers no listeners if you have tips
3: on the, on the <laughs> 90s music uh, yeah we'd love to hear from you because it's a good question yes um let's stop um, let's just say that um till now i've been having a lot of good parties uh and brussels with um, certain good music um yeah, you have this, like, main, mainstream poppy thing from time to time with uh, going to Rainbow House or stuff. But it's, like, this okay. is, like, a main thing in, in the queer community, which have like, been, I'm proud of being a big, huge fan of Madonna or something. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm not> sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, something just, yeah, to, to consider when you're going to that kind of parties. But, yeah, I'm... I'm quite proud of our like Brussels taste of music uh the yeah we are like reaching a lot of genres we have this uh this is like a small country but we have a a really good uh background on electronic music uh which like you we are like proud of um yeah i don't um i only see like good future considering like uh, music uh, within the queer scene uh, and lesbian scene and uh, especially uh, producers a lot of women uh, lesbian or like really good producers on music now uh, yes uh, there is a good movement. Yeah I feel in Brussels
0: now it's uh, you, you'd get better music at queer parties maybe mm. than other parties <laughs> it's a yeah. complete, complete flip of the... <laughs> yeah, there's so much
1: to learn from us it's almost like it really reversed. And I think, me and Joelle, we had many discussions on that yeah. at the first edition of Mothers and Daughters because I think lesbians, they're always happy with the crappiest thing. Mm. Right? right? Like, yeah. yeah. like
4: <laughs> you're like, no, I mean, you have to be you know, exigent. Like, yes. uh, I don't like this. And, you, you know, and yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think coming, like for me, like coming out in the 90s, you were already happy when there was a sad bar yes. you could go to, you know, like like... I really think it changed a lot and for the better, yeah. to the point where I think really there's so much to learn from yes. us.
3: I, th- I think maybe the purpose was like to be together and the music was like in the second part, second uh, place. And now it's like we have, we're going to be together, we're going to have a good party, yeah. good music, um, going to be inclusive and yeah. It's, um...
1: Yeah, but it's also numbers. I remember also like spent a lot of time in New York in uh, beginning, like end of the 90s, beginning of the 2000s. There were like 15 different kind of lesbian places where you could go to, you know, for <laughs> all kinds of uh, specific communities, which was amazing, you know. And this sort of luxury, I don't think it happened or it, it existed here. And like at that time I was in Amsterdam and there would be the C.O.C., on Saturday night, the only lesbian evening, okay. and it would be, like, every half hour something different, and it was, like, salsa hour for, <laughs> for the people of, um, yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of Suriname people in, okay. in, in, in Amsterdam, and they love it, you know, yes. so there would be, and that would be, like, the hard rock, Half hour, and then it would be like the house, and This yeah. is... wow, that okay. was like
4: uh, maybe you just, just yeah. like uh, rent a building and uh, each floor like yes, with a crazy. different music. It yeah. would be, gonna gonna be lovely. Yeah,
3: love the salsa thing, you know, because, <laughs> <laughs> because because like we're thinking about yes, queer is is mainly uh, poppy and electronic, but um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of person of like I, lo- I love like all kind of music and inclusivity is like. A good thing you know mm-hmm. so we can just yeah maybe that's the uh, ideal yeah. Different spaces. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. there's also this story from uh, so apparently in the 1930s there were like four or five lesbian bars in brussels but they were all quite poor and so they couldn't um you had to pay extra license to have um like an extra tax to have a dance floor uh, and they could they didn't pay for this dance floor tax but they would just do dance floors and then they would like stop the music and then everyone had to sit down because the police was coming. <laughs> so it's like a, just like musical chairs being played constantly in lesbian bars. <laughs> It just meant you had to sit down really quickly. (laughs) All right. But I wonder what the quality of the music was. Um, Mm -hmm. No, I don't know. I don't know if if anyone out there has this information. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: it's so subjective also.
3: Maybe I can say something about this (laughs) music. (laughs) Uh, Considering Sarah, uh, the founder, uh, the co-founder of Nature Techno, she was like, always, um, we are quite um, picky in, in terms of music. But it's like trying trying to just improve yourself. And then we are like, yeah, it's picky on the sound system, you know, <laughs> to reach everybody. <laughs> so we are now like getting this, um, the pickiness or like uh, improving the, the, the space, you know, or improving the experience of uh, dancing experience. So yeah, I, I think we are, we are having a good movement. I'm quite optimistic about uh, the music scene in Brussels.
2: Now we go a bit further back in time to the 80s. Uh, we're going to listen to a piece from a cassette tape of the feminist and lesbian radio Klet Mariette. We found it at the archive AVG Carif and we were quite happy because there is not so many radio shows at all from that time from Belgium. And um, we were happy to, that, that this, these recordings were there and still accessible to us. It's in French and afterwards we will do a quick summary.
5: Mais Moi, ce qui me frappe, c'est que tu tu parles beaucoup en en termes individuels, et puis qu'il y a un autre débat qui est en termes de société, ou en tout cas de groupe dans la société. Et si sur Clète Mariette, qui est une radio qui s'annonce féministe, on éprouve le besoin de parler de l'homosexualité, c'est qu'on pense que ça peut toucher les féministes, les femmes, et pas seulement en termes de, bon, chacun se démerde sur son terrain, au mieux qu'il peut, en choisissant des chouettes gars, un chouette patron... (laughs) <laughs> oui, oui D'accord. Mais je crois qu'en en, en termes de, de société, comme tu dis, je crois que il serait peut-être plus intelligent au niveau de de beaucoup de minorités, beaucoup de, de minorités qui sont marginalisées de, de se réunir hommes-femmes pour avoir du poids. En termes de société, là, tout à fait d'accord aussi, quoi. Mais encore une fois, je crois que vous faites des ghettos dans les ghettos, quoi, quelque part.
1: Well, I can't check with our listeners, so uh, I think the debate is a bit first uh, individual uh, behavior versus group behavior. And I think there's a discussion going on um, where the voice is more like we should get together as a group. There's too much group within a group politics going on. There's too much ghettoization. Um, all the marginalized groups should like, un- un- unify and, uh, and be stronger uh, like that. So, And I guess it's an... A very important discussion. I think it's
4: very relevant today as well. It's very political. Mm-hmm. I, I like the. She starts in the beginning and she says, uh, "You you speak in very much individual terms, and like <clears throat> I think this. Um, yeah, when we are from a minority group, uh, as a or, um, lesbian or person of color, and you know, like the the need to." Um, to to get together is very yeah urgent and uh, present and um but um it's all, always i i believe that um, you, there's nothing that can be done with only in in congo we say you cannot wash your your face with one finger you know you <laughs> need your five finger to wash your face like something like that to say that so you need a community you need a collective to at least try or discuss uh, on things. But at the same time, you know, when she says, uh, there's the other person who answers and, and she's like, yeah, but you create ghetto within the ghetto and uh, you are, we need to get together with men and women. And then, yeah, then I'm like, okay, but um, we need to get together first us, you know, uh, the one who share the same experience or um, maybe discriminations. And in order to talk, it's the whole the whole debate about, Mixity or non-mixity. Yes. It's very, uh, for me, it's a tool, you know? It's not ending uh, the non-mixity. It's like a tool. uh, How can we get together, talk, get better, stronger, uh, heal also, and then go out there? So, I don't know.
3: Yeah. Yes. I I agree on that point as well. We have like this, um, let's just say about, um, let's. Let me say a word about Radio Vakam now, this feminist uh, radio um, run by women. Uh, all this organization is like, yes, trying to get a lot of uh, queer women, lesbians uh, and stuff, you know. Just getting this group of people together. Uh, they are also... Um, trying to reach minorities, Uh, so creating a lot of debates on the radio, um, talking about uh, several things, several problems. So we have to try to make those pain points, like, uh, yeah, we have to discuss about it, we have to heal together, then we can just be together. Um, I'm I'm always, um, yes, on the side of... Yeah, we don't have to just separate, you know, men and women, uh, or gay and lesbian. But I have this um, personal feeling of being behind, staying behind on a lot of things. Uh, When it's in terms of, yeah... um, in terms of booking for women, uh, we're like now it's like has been moving, you know. Now we're getting like more, more booking uh, of female artists on festivals. Uh, we're staying behind of a lot of things uh, as as a maybe as a writer as well as as uh, as an artist. So like yeah, let's just give, give that power now and that kick to 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 lesbian queer POC person, and then yeah, we can get together. We, we, yeah. Even if we are, like, now yeah, trying to reach some lo- local locations to just show um, a party, we are, like, always getting to work on the most of time with, with men. Um, the conversation is, like, another conversation when you're, like, doing the conversation with a woman. It's, like, yeah, you have a lot of common things to share. You have a lot of common things to talk about. And now, like, yeah. Yeah, and I need, like, more... Um, this, yeah, I need to emphasize, like, this queer, lesbian, female, female-identify thing first, and then we can get together.
4: And it's proven, like, the moment you start, we pick up our own issues, we decide to work on our own, you know, destiny, let's say. The moment you do that, then you you have people saying, oh, you yeah, need to get together, don't separate, but, you know, I, I mean, no one can do it better than us for ourselves first. Of, And then, yeah, maybe after we can go together. I mean, we're not asking for permission anyway, so... No,
3: we don't.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's also, I think, these sort of non-mixed and mixed uh, spaces uh, being used when they are useful in different ways. And also between those, there is also kind of spaces that prioritize a certain crowd. And it's not that they are... Uh, non-mixed but they have a clear priority of who they are kind of supporting and I think that is also a very useful tool and it's like um, um, they're all processes of fortification like how do we fortify ourselves and we first take care of how we stay strong and then go into spaces that maybe prioritize and then I don't know if there's no goal to go into completely mixed spaces if, if that means that things kind of fall apart and or, you know, like, um, uh, are not uh, supportive anymore.
1: I think it's such an important point.
3: Yes.
0: And
1: I think it's also a message to poli- policymakers to really understand that concept mm-hmm. because I think there's so much misunderstanding about this idea of non-mixicity or chosen mixicity and we're not equal, no. you know.
3: Yes, um, let me just add something about this Flinta party at the Blonde. Uh, <laughs> it's not a Brussels, but it's just like a party for lesbian and uh, female identifying trans persons, excluding uh, white cis men. It's controversial, but it's like a wake up call to just show around or show the fact that we are staying behind. We we We've been a lot, we've been. Yes, um, excluded from several places uh, in the last, yeah, maybe two or three decennia, you know. And now excluding, like, mm. white cis men is like being really a really miserable thing and on TV and stuff. It was quite controversial. But, but let, let's say, yeah, I am more like, yeah, I agree with that point. Yes, uh, we have to heal our um, wounds first get this yeah uh, that big space between uh, men and woman, uh, or maybe a gay and a lesbian we have I have I have like this um this uh, feeling of being staying behind on a lot of things like um yeah so more or focusing on ourselves now and then we can get together reach out each other like afterwards I think. <laughs>
0: So we have arrived at our final fragment of the day and uh, we are rounding off with a song. Uh, This clip is 50 years old. Uh, so It's the oldest one of the bunch today. It's from 1972. And the song in question is actually a rewrite of the Belgian national anthem, a feminist (laughs) rewrite of the national anthem. It's recorded by uh, Edith Rubenstein and her friends. And we selected it as a sort of reminder that we can always rewrite these structures that we're living in.
1: Bravissimo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I don't
0: know if you—if that made you feel yes, that, that <laughs> should be learned. Uh. <laughs> 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 learned. <laughs> <coughs> yes. Next. And it uh,
3: seems like
4: they were having fun.
3: Yes, um, I think so. Yes. So, so, um, I love the text. Yes, the the lyrics. says. So to find our That's what I've been talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to get that point and seeing more female, female-identifying persons and queer person, POC person everywhere. Um, yes, I love, I love the song, and I think it's like, yeah, um, uh, yeah, a little piece of history uh, that we can just uh, educate. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Also, like the the um, humor that we we do have, I think in our communities, uh, the, the fact, like taking that song and then you know turning it around and making it something um, powerful for ourselves. And she talked about they also talked a uh, sing and they said la famille prison, and uh, yeah, then it made me think of uh, the fact that we we have our biological family, but also like the one that we build. Uh, the chosen one the communities and we were talking about those spaces that we are yeah the one that disappeared the new one that uh, the upcoming that all that it's also part of our family chosen family and that's very important yeah and also I, I'm happy that you, you you choose that one because it's it shows the creativity of Dykes' creativity, so. yes,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and the dykes' activism as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and humor and activism how it's uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. important. <laughs>
1: yeah, and also like songs, mm. music. It's also the change through music. I mean, mm. it's the way. It's also. I think it's always been a way to to make change. It's.
3: Uh, yes, uh, we so. had a lot of changes through music and through. Mm. Yeah.
4: Well, you like uh, there's a lot of songs. We all have like the one song that you listen to, and then you remember like a f- first crush or something like that. So you know, music is just like. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. At least me.
1: Yeah,
3: um... yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, but it's also like
1: interesting as a way of knowledge sharing and a knowledge uh, transition or whatever you want to call that. Like.
4: A... Yeah, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's maybe more. Um, um, powerful or it can reach out to people more yeah e- efficiently let's say than uh yeah like a, a book or a text or something like that you know, but there's something with the music that's yeah we were talking about the party and the music and you know like this feeling of getting together being together and with the song like that whether there's word or not sometimes you just have the sound that creates something like a sense of community mm. I find it's
0: important yeah the transfer of emotion as well not right. just uh, of the yeah. the word yeah
3: and and music is inclusive so you don't have to read or to, to if you're like you can reach a lot of people through music and and it gives you like this uh, yeah sense of community as well um, especially they were like singing all together at the same time uh, yes it gets you this yeah this uh, force and activism it's, uh, I love it yeah
4: it actually makes me think about this song, like uh, the International Lesbian Anthem. I don't oh, know if you don't yeah. know I mean, I, mean, I m- yeah, recommend it. Like, uh, yeah, it's very, very lesbian. It's very, very funny. Can you elaborate a bit? It's, uh, I think it's a um, Norwegian uh, group. Whoa.
1: It, oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
4: not sure. But the song is called uh, International Lesbian uh, Anthem. And um, yeah, I don't know if, if for uh, the auditor it's uh, maybe a bit early to play it right now, but it's. Next
2: episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll share it on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> All okay. right, then um, if you don't want to add anything else, then it's, I think, time to say goodbye. Thank you
4: for the invitation. Yeah,
2: yes. thank you so thank much. You
3: very much. Yeah. Really nice. Uh,
2: yeah. Also, all
4: the work, like to dig in the archive and all this, is really uh, important and
2: lovely mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Yes. And also, if you want to announce any future plans or projects, um, then you can do that now.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, yeah, working on several things, but yeah. Are we throwing a party? <laughs> Sarah would be furious now. You don't. You don't have your plans. No, <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> joking. Or where um, can people find the information? Maybe if on you our them. Facebook
3: page or Instagram. Uh, yeah, not your techno. Not your techno. Yes, it's not your techno, but it's the techno for everybody. Just like the. This shocking uh, statement, you know, <laughs> not your place, but the place of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, Now uh, we work on a several. Yeah, we, we really hope to be back in September with, uh, uh, yeah, let's say three years of anniversary. Not your techno. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. Tell more about it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna give mm-hmm. it like <laughs> for next month or something. So yeah, so
4: we will curious. do the announcement in July, I think. Yes. Okay. Nice. And uh, for me, I have uh, yeah several uh, gigs, but uh, not uh, in Belgium. But in Belgium, I'm playing this Thursday actually at the Théâtre National, mm-hmm. and um, also the and the next one will be at the Esperanza Festival. So that I'm very happy. Yes. Voilà. And you're also doing a little gig. Yeah. on Friday and I'm <laughs> doing uh, not a little one like uh, like big gig on Friday for the bingo and uh, yeah, come yeah I'm on. gonna plug my own party a little bit this bingo trouble <laughs> this Friday at Reset
1: in, uh, in Brussels this is for the live people because
0: yes alright okay thank you wow. very much <laughs> let's say goodbye to our lovely listeners goodbye listeners goodbye, goodbye. thank you for being here bye thanks this was episode three of Bad Radio, a space for future hope. We are Mia Melvart, Jessica Giselle, and Mara Eter. Thank you, BNRBBOT, for hosting and recording us. Our technician is Flamia Gillier and mixing by Ruby Bernabeu+. Plus. Music by Les Amperdus, a queer anthrop-based music theatre collective. Our website is made by Lorian Panel, Roxane Maillet, and Lorraine Furter. With extra help from Anna Cassay, Betty, and Chicho. Special thanks to o o o Robin Bretard, Severine Düsselier, Klett-Mariette, and Ebi Rubenstein, and to the archives of Ije Karif and And of course, all you Brussels queers, thank you. Thank you. BAD is an initiative of Girls Heart Brussels, with support from Equal Brussels and Egalité des Chances de la Ville de Bruxelles.